0: Carol Gold.
1: Hi, it's Wednesday, April 12th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. My apologies, first of all. I did not on Sunday have my regular podcast due to my own physical shortcoming of the day, but I'm okay now. I'm back, and I actually had an opportunity to think, to think Not only my life, but about life in general, about what's happening to all of us, what's going on around us. And I want to bring together, in a way that I don't think I ever have, those two, quote, sides of myself, end quote, that I always talk about, the logical, rational lawyer and the metaphysical mystic. In my lifetime, I have, as far back as I can remember, asked myself, why am I here? what was I born for? What's my purpose? Because I always felt I was born for a purpose, almost like a mission, and it drove me. And I looked for that answer and waited for that answer, as I said, throughout most of my life. In fact, I will share with you something incredibly personal, and that is I mean, I've talked before. This part isn't the personal part. I tried to commit suicide at age 24. And after that happened, my parents thought the thing to do was to get me into therapy. And at the time, my father had a client who was a psychotherapist, a um, psychiatrist, traditional Freudian analysis. So they kind of sent me to him and I went through a period of traditional Freudian analysis. Now, that requires four days a week. You lay on a couch, the doctor sits behind you, and you talk about whatever is troubling you, your life, whatever. I wonder how many people even still do that form of therapy. But anyway, in one of the sessions, I mentioned this to him about this feeling that I had of mission, of purpose. And I said that it was so intense that I often identified with Joan of Arc. His response to me was, that's a very interesting thought. Let's explore that delusion. And when he said, let's explore that delusion, I sat up on the couch. I turned around and I looked at him and I said, Dr. Kolansky, it's not a delusion. I feel it in my soul. And it's not open for psychoanalysis. As I aged, I sometimes wondered if he was right. Was it a delusion? Maybe I had no purpose. Maybe I had no calling. Many people who are on a spiritual or a metaphysical path have believed that they were born for a reason. Of late, I would say since almost the year 2000, what I have heard repeatedly in that community, within that community of people who are spiritual and metaphysical, I have heard them often refer to it as being of the light. That they're here for the light. They're here on behalf of the light. They're light workers. I've even used that term. And in fact, I wrote a very quick little book. It's still on Amazon. It's called The Light Worker's Handbook. But what did that mean? What did it mean to be of the light? And how does being of the light help the world now? Back to that question of why was I born? And it's a question many people at some point in their life ask themselves, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Over the last week, I had the opportunity to read a book called Searching for a Messiah by Barry Wilson. In that book, and even before I read the book, I've always been aware, well, not always, but in my adult life, I've been aware that the ancient Israelites who were under the oppression of the Romans were looking for the Messiah to be a military person, to be someone with a military approach, because in their minds, how else were they going to throw off this all-encompassing, immense force of the Roman Empire? I mean, logically, they couldn't see it happening any other way. And Jesus came with love. He didn't come with a military message. He came with a message of love. And whether or not you believe he was the Messiah, I'm a Jew. That's not what my belief system is. But he was, in my estimation, in my belief He was, I want to say remarkable, but I would rather say a fully actualized human who was living the message of God the way it was intended to be lived. He came with love. Why? He came with love because that's what the world needed then. It needed love. It didn't need more violence. It didn't need more brute force. There was no love of women, there was no love of animals, there was only a very narrow and perverted love of self-satisfaction, self-indulgence, brute force, and lust. That's what existed in the world. He came, Jesus came with what was needed. What do we need now? Now the world is in love with lies. Men can be women, women can be men, children have the capacity to make determination about their own gender at age four. The Democrat party is not Marxist. Our politicians are not corrupt. The economy is in good shape. Hunter Biden and his father were not in bed with China and the Ukraine financially and maybe even politically. Drag shows for kindergartens are normal and supportive of children. Men competing in women's sports is fair. The United States is an evil country with a shameful history. And perhaps most importantly, the justice system is fair. That's what we are in bed with now. That's what we are engulfed in now. That's the reality we're living in now. The reality we're living in now is filled with and being controlled by lies. So now, if a Messiah came, he or she would come with truth. So where is the Messiah? And what does it mean to be a Messiah? You know, that's basically what the book is about. The Barry Wilson book is searching for a Messiah. It's about the definition of a Messiah as the ancient world understood it even before Pauline Christianity. It's what was believed at the time. So what is a Messiah? Well, I personally would say the Messiah is within each one of us. Each one of us has a Messiah within us. Even Jesus taught that. He never taught an external Messiah. That came later in order to adapt what he said to the Greek translation so that the Romans and the Greeks could be incorporated into a religion that they could relate to. If each one of us has a Messiah in us, then each of us has to come now with truth. Each of us has to speak and stand up against every lie we hear. We can tell no lies, and we should support no lies everybody wonders what can I do what can I possibly do I'm one person I don't have access to the powers that be I can't or I don't want to run for political office I don't have enough money or legal skills to fight the corruption in even the corruption within the judicial system I don't have enough time to march or protest I'm too busy trying to support my family and survive what could I possibly do well the mistake is, the er is thinking, that those are the things that are needed. Everything I just said, the access to power, the running for political office, the money, the, the legal skills, the time to be active marching or protesting, those are not what's needed. What's needed is truth. The same way that what was needed in Jesus' time was love. Jesus said, you will do the works I have been doing, and you will do even greater things than these. Yes, you can do the work he was doing. But now you're here. You're here now, in time now. He came to fulfill a need. You know, the fact that he didn't fulfill the ancient prophecies— meaning it didn't become heaven on earth. Everything was not peaceful. Israel did not become the center of the world. But it didn't happen. But he came with love. And he changed humanity because love was infused into the world. And I would argue and probably offend every Christian listening that he taught it in relationship probably to Mary Magdalene. I think there's sufficient evidence of their closeness. He mirrored for the world what love looked like. And it changed the trajectory of humanity. We need to mirror for the world, each one of us right now, what truth looks like. And that's something each one of us can do in our daily lives. Each of us has to get up every morning, and whether it's within your own home, whether it's with yourself or whether it's in the course of our day, in everything we do and everyone we encounter, we have to stand for truth. We have to tell no lies and support no lies. Because if the beast, as I call it, which I see now as whoever those powers that be are, that are creating this havoc, this fear, this separation, and all of this deception, Whoever they are, they feed off of compliance. They feed off of acquiescence. They feed off of submission to their fictitious, illusionary, manipulative, controlling, and destructive version of reality. And the way that you kill the beast is by not feeding the beast. So if we don't lie in any way, shape, or form, then they lose the nourishment that they need to perpetuate what they're doing because the lie needs someone to believe it and needs someone to act in accordance with that false belief. And if each one of us refuses to do that, then they will die of starvation starvation of the energy they need to function, to continue, to succeed. I want to read you two quotes. The first one is by Etienne de la Beaute. Quote, I do not ask that you place hands upon the tyrant to topple him over, but simply that you support him no longer. Then you will behold him Like a great colossus whose pedestal has been pulled away, fall on his own weight and break into pieces. The second quote is from a Twitter account. And unfortunately, I can't tell you his name or the name that's on that account because I copied the quote and forgot to attribute who it's to. So this is not me. This is not my quote. It's not an original But here it is. The state, capital S, the state isn't broken. It's doing exactly what it's designed to do. And for that reason, it must be left behind to die. Stop letting yourself be tortured by sociopaths. Withdraw your support now. Your life depends on it. And there is no Batman coming to save you. The last one, that there is no Batman coming to save you, I want to make one reference and clarify it. King David of the Bible, King David, was an adulterer, a schemer, a murderer, and he was also a prototypical Messiah. In Hebrew, the word is Mashiach, which means anointed one. He was anointed to be king of ancient Israel, and his contributions are almost beyond belief. What he did for the world is so foundational and was so transformative in his time. But remember how I started. He was also an adulterer, a schemer, and a murderer. And the reason is, you know the expression, God picks strange people to do their work? I mean, he picked Moses, who had a speech defect, to go in front of Pharaoh and demand that Pharaoh let the Jewish people go. I say this because of the following. There is all sorts of condemnation of who Donald Trump is as a person, his personality, And I'm not using him as an example because I'm pro-Trump or anti-Trump. I don't even want to go there. I'm using it because it's the most stunning example of not understanding that all humans are flawed. All of them are flawed. Even the great ones are flawed. But that doesn't mean they don't do great work. Winston Churchill was a very flawed man and did shameful things in India. But he is the moving and decisive factor in defeating the Nazis by organizing the West and raising it to a level where it awakened to the catastrophe that awaited the world if Hitler wasn't stopped. But but Churchill was a very flawed man. Donald Trump is a very flawed man. But if you can just distance yourself from him and his personality, and look at what happened to this nation while he was president in almost every category, then objectively you can see that like King David, and I'm not saying that Donald Trump is King David or is, is an anointed one. I'm just saying they were both, or in his case is still, very flawed humans having done very good work. I don't know who the next president will be. I don't know what will happen in 2024. It's a ways off yet. It's not about that because if you remember the quote I read you, the last quote I read you, the last line of the last quote I read, there is no Batman coming to save you. No one is coming to save us. The Messiah is within And what the world needs now isn't love, it's truth above all else. It's truth. There's your power, there's your weapon, there's your laser, there's your sword of righteousness. It's within you, it's within each one of us. It's time that we used it. It's time that we understood why we're here what the purpose is, what the mission is. I finally have it clear. I have been throughout most of my life to a fault, I would say, obsessed with the truth. I have often irritated people by that quest and by that insistence. I have often stayed too long at the fair, so to speak, trying to convince people of what that might be. But for the first time in my life, I understand what I meant when I turned around and said to Dr. Kolansky, it's not a delusion. I feel it inside of me with certainty. I was born for a reason, and it's not open for psychoanalysis. My passion for truth is why I was born. I am not the messiah. I am a Messiah, so are you, so is everyone else, reach inside, find it, and bring it up and spew it out. Spew out the truth every chance you get, everywhere you go, and I assure you that it will prevail over forces that are hell-bent on destruction. Thank you for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again, hopefully Sunday, my body being well. And until then, by all means, think for yourself.
0: Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.